Welcome to episode 45 of the Sports Memory Podcast. Tonight we're joined by Matt Johnson of the Two Point Conversation, who's like the guy our parents wished we turned out to be. My two co-hosts this evening are the king of contrarianism, Mr. Brandon Brister, and doing his best to counterbalance Brandon's weird energy, we have Mr. Derek Black. We're starting this thing off weird tonight, we're just going to raw dog this intro with some Felipe. Felipe Carvalho, the famed legend who basically got his start just commenting relentlessly on a meme page. And then all of a sudden, last year, early last year, I think it was, he just vanished, gone. Nobody saw him anymore. He really has not been anywhere. Uh, I've actually been on, you know, NFL memes. uh, And and when I say NFL memes, I'm referring to the one that has 4 million followers. People actually ask about him on the comment section. Like, where's Felipe? Where's Felipe? This guy used to troll this comment section so relentlessly. He He turned into a legend. Like, there, it's crazy how many people know who Felipe Carvalho is. More people know who Felipe Carvalho is than the quarterback that started for the Broncos last week, or I guess wide receiver, I should say. That's a fact. Weirdly enough, the guy slowly amassed a, a pretty big following. I remember at one point we talked about it. Like, we were embarrassed that the sports memory had so fewer followers than Felipe at one point. I mean, he had, like, 50,000 followers at, like, early last year. Well, Felipe is back. He's resurfaced for whatever reason. Um, and he is now posting again on our group, NFL Memes. Super original name. Super original name. But, uh... The return of Felipe Carvalho, is it a good thing for the world or a bad thing for the world? Or is it a perfect ending to 2020? What do you guys think? Felipe is 2020 encapsulated. I mean, he just absolutely is everything that uh, that we've experienced over the last eight, nine months of our lives. So why the fuck not? You know, (laughs) he's returned. I mean, right. This is Christmas time. Michael Buble likes to return to the world and Felipe did it right at the same time. So I think it just goes hand in hand. I'm glad I popped when I seen him post on your guys NFL memes page uh, is, you know, the, the big nips are back, man. Big nips are back. Oh, uh, don't talk about I think, it. Uh, oh, so that. I just, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny that that page just had like a JV version of Felipe with Ike mm-hmm. uh, Sanford, mm-hmm. and then it, and seamlessly, as soon as Ike Sanford left, Felipe came and filled the void. Yep. Was Ike preseason? Was Ike Ike preseason a little bit of a warm up? He was like uh, training camp. He was the guy that gets added to the ninety just to get beat up in training camp. To be you honest, cut him, he's gone. Brandon, and you now and now the franchise stepped in. Brandon would have really liked Ike. Uh, you Ike kind of came and went. He was a Steelers fan. He called everyone clowns. We talked about him a few podcasts ago. Um, Ike was pretty good, but Felipe is on a whole new level of troll. I mean, this guy has commanded respect. Uh, weird respects. People either hate him. Oh my God, some people hate him. So we're, we're the admins of this group and we have to field, we, we, we delete a lot of people just coming on being like, can you guys please ban this Felipe guy? <laughs> so many people are like, they're like fucking begging us. Please ban Felipe. Please, for the love of God, can you ban Felipe? But then other people love just roasting him. And the funniest thing is the people that roast him and the people that hate him, they don't realize they're all feeding Felipe. He doesn't post you know, he, he's like, a, he's like if, if you just stop paying attention to him, he goes away. But that's the thing, and that's what nobody will get, is that 
you empower Felipe by giving him attention. We're not giving him attention. We're barely even posting on his shit. It's people in the group. Are you calling him Freddy Krueger right exactly. now? Like, <laughs> yep. like, he will haunt your dreams if you think about him, and he if will. you just don't think about him, he'll disappear. It's I true. love that. It's true. He's a lot that's, like Krueger. That's actually a really good comparison. Yeah, that's a really good comparison. Is. It, it is true. Yeah. Everyone's got to join hands in a field and close their eyes and say that Felipe doesn't exist, and that's how that's how the story ends. It's the only way that Felipe goes away. But uh, what he posted like a bathroom, like a a bath time selfie or something like that, and put it in the group. It was yesterday. I was like, man, he is back and he is he's strong. He's he's uh, he's <laughs> his power is amassing. He's been on one this week and he's he's feeling energized because people are really hating on him. So he's really absorbing the energy of this. Uh, he posted one. He said, "I took a bath," and you know, people people love just ripping him for this. Uh, some people are genuine. Some people know about the joke, and they're just kind of feeding into it. And then he posted today the most ridiculous post maybe he's ever done. He's holding a, a handful of of hair, and he said, "I just shaved my balls." <laughs> I just immediately just I was like, "Oh man, this is gonna be so great." And and the the people that hate it, like I'm always just like, "Dude, just block the guy. If you don't like him, just yeah. him, block him." It goes away forever if you just block them. So. <laughs> enjoy it while it lasts. Yep. Seriously, enjoy it while it lasts. He, he's a giant. He is a giant troll. Yep. He is a giant troll. But uh, I mean, he's got some balls. He's definitely got some balls. He, he has, has no ball hair, and- Matt. He has no <laughs> ball hair. He has balls. No ball hair. Let's be specific. He had to shove the ball hair. He had to shave the ball hair to make us realize how much. Um, you know how big his his cojones are, yeah. and my oh my, are they massive? I imagine his balls look a lot like his face. Um, just very <laughs> off putting and weird. Uh, yeah. So Felipe, man, uh, he started out and he he didn't really put out videos or anything like that. Um, he he was pretty much just like he would post and he'd be at the gym and he'd be like in a tank top and he'd be like, Dolphins fan here, and people just thought it was the funniest. They hated it so much. Rose to power, well, it all came crashing down when I guess he, he says it accidentally shared child pornography. So, yeah, he now, I got I to I gotta give him the benefit of the doubt because he, he's, like, aggressively defended himself. He said, like, he did it on accident. I don't really know what happened. I think the guy's a weirdo. I don't think he's that weird. So we're kind of giving them the benefit of the doubt, but we do still keep him on post-approval. Like, obviously, like, I'm still pretty terrified of what this guy's capable of. But, uh, yeah, so he, he, he had his rise, and then he fell off sharply, and now he's back. And that's so 2020, baby. <laughs> what, what, can we pivot to a guy who seems to be coming and then going and then coming in and going? Um, because there's pretty big news that could shape the NFC playoff picture here in a couple of weeks. What do you guys think about Josh Gordon coming back? Oh, what a segue! <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for. I mean, I think he's still got talent. He's, he's gotten a bit of a bad rap, you know, and with his, you know, inability to stay away from the, the devil's lettuce. But, you know, they let AB back before him, and they let some other players who, who liked it, you know, like token up a little bit. I, I think it comes at the perfect time for Seattle. I, I, I really think- do. I know they have issues other than their offense, but I think it's I think it's a good I think it's happened at the right time. I think he's completely irrelevant. It doesn't matter. Um really? you know, I mean okay. he, he, he's he's a lesser version of A B and look at the impact A B isn't having in Tampa Bay. Uh I, I, I think I I don't think that Seattle offense needs any disruption. Um uh, if they need if they need a spark, it's in the backfield, not lining up wide. 
Um, so I, I, I mean, yeah, I guess there is no negative to it, but I, I actually see this being a non-story. Um, you know, when we're talking about the uh, 2020 NFL season. Yeah, I mean, you just you, you bring him on and you hope he makes a couple impact plays. He still blocks blocks on the perimeter really well. Um, but he's not going to take away DK Metcalf's touches. He's not going to take away Lockett's touches. Um, in the last two comebacks he had, of I think his, I think legitimately this is probably his sixth comeback. Um, the last two he came back out of shape. Um, so how long does it take him to get up to speed? Is he even going to be on the field for these games? It's it's hard to tell. Yeah, I it's probably almost, his last chance. It's probably his last yeah, chance. I, I think this, I thought that two chances ago though. I think Seattle's just. <laughs> I think I think they're just looking for fresh legs before playoffs. Um, I think yeah. it's a decent idea. Uh, here here's here's what I like about it. If you can take uh Josh Gordon and um obviously DK and put them on the outsides, and then you put Lockett at as their uh you know their 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 uh. How, why, why is it uh, slot, slot receiver? receiver yeah. Slot receiver, like that's dangerous. Um, and honestly, Seattle, I, I think they're just acknowledging how terrible their defense is. Like their offense is always going to have to compensate for it. So yeah, it's it is what. Yeah, it the is. question is, is he better than DJ Moore? And my guess is probably. Yeah, you know exactly. So what what does it hurt? You know what I'm saying? They, they bring him in a cheap contract. Um, the question is, you know, with, with the change with the changing of the rules. How long does he last this time? Is is it different this time? Because the rules are different. He's serving a suspension under different you know circumstances where you can get suspended for weed. Now it's completely changed. He can no longer be suspended for that. I yeah, I think he'll be okay. Like I said, it's it's going to be a performance thing. He could play himself out of the league and just not perform. But he's to my understanding, he's never really had off field issues aside from. You know his his marijuana uses, which which went against their drug policy. So uh, you know he, it's 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 really on him now uh, as far as what he can play, what he can put out, uh, and how he can benefit Seattle. But this is just it, it could be uh could be one final ride for uh for Josh Gordon maybe. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think I think Seattle's firmly third in the NFC playoff picture. Um, wh- whether they're able to jump uh, the Saints or the Packers isn't going to be relying on their offense. It's going to be relying on their defense. So wh- while I think he contributes and I think he's better than uh, than what they currently have on the lining up on the other side of DK, that's that's not where the Seattle Seahawks need to line up to uh, to make a run to the Super Bowl. Well, that's actually interesting. So you think he, they're firmly third? And the, I do. And at first, when I, I thought you said NFC West, and I'm like, what? But NFC, so uh, yep. uh, the, the the two, the, who do you have over them? Yeah, I have the I have the Saints uh, as number one. I just think, uh, not obviously, I I'm saying that with the assumption Drew Brees is going to be lining up as quarterback for the playoffs. Uh, I I think their defense is absolutely incredible. I think they have the weapons. Uh, they they got the backfield. I, I just like everything about New Orleans. And then I like. Seattle has more weaknesses than the than the Packers have weaknesses. I think I think I think uh, Seattle might have the higher ceiling than Green Bay, but they also have the lower floor. And when you have to win consecutive games in the NFL uh, playoffs, I think the lower floor can hurt you. Um, so that, that's why I'm slotting them behind Green Bay. Yeah, no, I don't hate it. Um, yeah, I I, I I I honestly more question the fact that you put them at third. I'm surprised you think they're that good. See, I, oh really? Oh, who would you put over them? I honestly the Bucks to be just straight up. Oh no, I know they're a I know. mess, bro. They're a mess. I know they're a mess, but they're a more talented mess. 
Uh, their their defense is 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 more together. And dude, I just can't buy the Eagles gave. I mean, they didn't really give them that much run of, run for their money, but they really play down their opponents. They can lose and beat anybody in the league, and that's concerning. Uh, the Bucks can too, but I just have more faith in the Bucks defense. Their their defense has been really bad the last probably almost month, three weeks. They Bucks? didn't give up a lot of points. Bucks, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I but do you not still like their talent? I, I I think there's something going wrong with them scheme wise that I, I I think Bulls can coach around. It's definitely in their secondary. I mean, they're, they're getting torched in their secondary right now. I think Seattle has better coaching and they have the quarterback advantage. So I mean, I, I would go Seattle third as well. Interesting. Yeah. What about you? Matt? I don't. I'm not. I don't believe in Bruce Arians at all. I I think that the tension between him and Tom is going to end up costing the playoff game. Yeah. Yeah. It I is was, weird how he's calling them out, three. isn't it? What? Yeah, yeah, it's it's very weird. What? What? What, what do you think, Matt? <laughs> no, I'd probably put him at three as well. Yeah, Tampa Bay is like the, I'm not getting like yeah, they're playing hard and they beat the piss out of Carolina a couple weeks ago, but I leave their games and there's not a whole lot of optimism there for me. I felt like the Giants should have beat him almost a month and a half ago. Uh, I, I'm not seeing that spark. I mean, there's no there's no reason in heck that 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 Tyree Kill should have had 200 something yards in a in a quarter. 200 and was it 220 230 whatever it was uh in a quarter of football like that is embarrassing that's absolutely embarrassing uh so yeah the bucks are a bit of a liability they could be a one and done depending on where they fall honestly if they match up at the end of well they match up with the nfc uh it could be one and done you know could be one and done there depends on where they fall but seattle has the offense to to hang on and compete the nfc really isn't like it's not deep this year um it's it's very i feel like the teams that are in maybe maybe one might flop out but i think everybody's kind of in place and uh you know i think seattle can can go with the best of them but i don't know if they can match up with the saints i don't know if they can match up with green bay which is the the defensive regression do we all think that here's a hot take for you guys you know, I think I think out of all the nfc nfc teams that are currently in the playoffs the bucks have the greatest chance to fall out um, you know, I, I would put the Rams Arizona. over them. I was going to go uh, Arizona. Yeah, Arizona. Arizona, man. They're, they're, yeah. If you think the Bucks are on a slide, Arizona is on a much worse slide, and they they are showing they are showing concerns that are far beyond what the Bucks are showing. The and they Bucks, do have a really tough schedule. The Bucks, like like you all said, um, the Bucks problem is is obvious. Their their secondary has fallen back to where it was in 2019. A lot of people don't know this, but the Bucks have the 32nd ranked secondary in 2019. It's clearly why they were so bad. Well, that and the fact that their quarterback threw 30 interceptions. But uh, wait, was it 30? I think it was more, right? I think it was. No, I, 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 I think it was exactly 30 interceptions. No, he had, he had more touchdowns, interceptions, but barely. But, yeah, I think uh, it was 33 and 30. One of their biggest problems last okay. year was their secondary, and boom, here we go again. Their secondary looks terrible again. Um, and yeah, it, it's concerning, but let's talk about Arizona. It's actually a topic I wanted to talk, wanted to discuss because they are on a fall. Like I can't believe if, if, if they don't get that Hail Mary, we're talking about a, a team with a losing record right now. So what are you guys' thoughts on the Cardinals? I kind of wish Marcus was on this pod because he has been sucking the Arizona D all year, but, uh, let me know. Does anybody still think the Cardinals are making the playoffs? I do. I think they limp in. Um, I don't think they're going to do anything in the playoffs. And I think they only limp in because of the expanded field. They're probably, they're probably the last team in. 
Um, they, I mean, we knew their defense was going to be bad. Their defense actually outperformed expectations for a while, and that's kind of started to fall back. Uh, Buda Baker is great, but you can only do so much, uh, you know, as one player. Um, offensively, I just I think that they figure out offense. I think it's easier to figure out offense than it is for like the Buck situation with defense, just because a lot of that's responding to what's being dictated by the other team. Where if you're the offense, if you get it clicking, you get your timing again, you can start to dictate pace of play. They have the weapons. I mean, they have Hopkins, who's who's a top two receiver, top three two, three receiver at worst. Um, it's just I think it's just a matter of force feeding him the ball. Go, you know, some some vintage Matt Stafford, Megatron, and just chuck it up. See two, three guys who gives a shit to throw the ball. What about you, Matt? Do the cards make it? If they do, it's gonna be a little bit lower than people than than, than think. I, I do there is a case we made for Tampa Bay to possibly slip, but but you did make a great point that Hale Murray, uh they, they should be five and six right now. Yeah. They should be five, right? They're six and five. Yeah, they should be five and six right now. And- uh realistically, and in a one a one in a million shot, like one of the probably the one of the best moments that we've had in, in 2020 as far as a play goes. But uh yeah, they, they, that's how close they are. They're in a very tough NFC West. San Francisco's getting hot. I'm not saying that San Fran's a, a, a playoff team, but you know, this all I mean, that all factors it factors into tiebreakers and stuff. They might have to play them one more time. I'm not entirely certain, but they, do. they, they play uh, the 49ers one more time. Yeah, actually, let's let's, play let's, one more time. let's talk about their schedule. So this is their schedule, and this is what worries me for the Cardinals. They have so many divisional matchups coming up. Like almost their entire schedule is divisional matchups. So they play the Rams this week. That's a tough game. I think they lose this game. Uh, so that puts them at 500. Um, then they go to the Giants. They're going to crush the Giants. In fact, it'll it'll be uh, you know an overwhelming game. I think. Then they beat the Eagles next game. Then the 49ers, and then they finish off with the Rams. That is a really tough ending schedule. Um, with when you look at the Rams at Week 17, that's going to be probably possibly for the divisional lead. So that's going to be a tough game for them. Um, I don't know, man. I I don't like what I see out of the Cardinals. Besides Kyler Murray, I'm very worried about what I see out of them. I can tell you as a yeah, DeAndre Hopkins know. fantasy football owner who needs him to perform uh, down the stretch and in the playoffs, I just I'm I'm not feeling good. It's frustrating. It's really frustrating because I mean he's he's putting up the points, but it's it's been in spots. It's either you beat a guy by 15, 20, or you lose. Um, he, you know, too many single digit games. It's it's terrifying to see where it's at. For sure. Yep. Yeah, I, I yeah I agree. It's it, it's t- I don't even know what Arizona can really do at this point. I, I think they probably finish a 500 team, which which is a step in the right direction. I think as their franchise goes going forward, that you know they, they didn't make the DeAndre Hopkins I think trade made a lot of people maybe overhype them a little bit. Right. But I, I think it's I think it's a step in the right direction. I think I still think Cliff Kingsbury is the right guy going forward. Uh, Murray's weird though. Murray's so look at some of his stats. He'll take off for like 100 yards rushing. But his completion percentage will be like less than fifty percent. It's the it's the wildest thing, um, and it, it leaves a lot of questions as to his longevity. I mean, I'm sure he'll be okay, um, maybe. I, I I don't know, but uh, some inconsistencies in the passing game every now and then. It's a little worrisome. That's interesting. So you're not a big Murray guy. I think he's really good at, as far as a scrambling quarterback goes. You know, we, we get these guys every now and then. They have a year or two that they're really hot. Um, he's really good at selling fakes and, and taking off and burning defenders for a run. I watched them do it against. I watched him do it against the Buffalo Bills, and that's when their offense everything started to click. But um, you know, as far as passing goes, I mean, 
<laughs> you know, I, I think there's there's room to grow. He's only in his what second year. Yeah, no, they didn't have a lack of a little lack of an offseason. Not that there was a big change in uh, in who was running this squad, but uh, there's room to grow. But it's as a passer, I, I'm not depending on Kyler Murray if I'm, I'm in the playoffs. I'm I mean, not. He's a I would fan- not bet on Arizona going in the postseason. He's a fantasy monster. Um, so, but I, I don't know, man. I, I think you might be wrong about that. I, I, I think the best. I probably could be. I think the best thing the. <laughs> you're you're far too nice, you're, Matt. Matt, you're definitely, <laughs> I am. I am. You're definitely from the Midwest, aren't you? What's that? You're definitely from the Midwest, aren't you? Buffalo, which Bu- is really weird. You, wait, what? No, oh, man. All right. Well, we're gonna get into your interview later, but that that blows my yeah. mind right there. That blows my mind. <laughs> Uh, another thing I wanted to talk about is uh, Adam Gase is in the news again. Um, he so basically what he did is is he openly admitted that he has failed Darnold in his development. So obviously this is the question that you know everyone's been asking all year. But is this just like what like exactly what you said in the outline? Is this just a formality at this point? This guy's firing. Gone, right? I, I think it is, but I think this is twofold. I think that the 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 front office is setting the stage for them to have the number one pick and trade out of it. Mm-hmm. I think they're trying to set the stage for Darnold's still the guy. Our head coach, who we're firing, is the one that fucked this up. Fucked this up. Not they're setting the stage so they can trade out of that pick and and have a paper trail. That's a great take. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be a sports memory podcast if I didn't give a degenerate gambling uh, advice here. Uh, right now, the Jets are plus money to go defeated. Uh, I I did that bet a couple weeks ago. Um, right now, they're at plus one forty four to go zero and sixteen. If you want to look at schedules, um, you know, check out their schedule. I mean, they they they, they don't have a winnable game. Um, I mean, they, they play the Raiders, Seahawks, Rams, Browns, Patriots. I mean, Raiders maybe, but I mean, all the rest of those teams are playoff teams right. other than the Patriots. But I mean, um, you know, but, but all of a sudden the Patriots are beating good teams and not improving their, their draft yeah. position. So, I mean, I think it's all but a guarantee that they go 0-16. Um, that's the only question to me. It's not whether Gase is going to get fired or not. It's, it's whether they're going to go 0-16. Um, and I've already made my bet two weeks ago that they are right. Yeah, I, Gase is definitely the fall guy. They know that he's not a good head coach. All right, he got ran out of Miami. They signed him. They haven't really done a whole lot uh, in that regard. They had like the, the seven and nine season last year, like, like when, when Darnold came back and they won like a big stretch of games, which was kind of interesting. But uh, oh yeah, he's gonna he's gonna get them right where they want with Trevor Lawrence, and they're gonna they're gonna give him the boot. Uh, another one, you know, just like a coach, you know, I talked the other night about like Bruce Arians kind of riding with some really great teams in his career and, you know, great players, Andrew Locke, Carson Palmer, he right, revitalized his career, Adam Gase, Peyton Manning. And it's, yeah, it's Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields are coming back for a next year. And they're going to wind up with neither quarterback after going, Oh, and 16. I don't don't think they want the quarterback. Honestly, I think you're going to see a, an RG three Julio type hall. Um, that team has a lot of holes, and I don't. I honestly, I don't think quarterbacks are biggest issue by by any stretch. Uh, Darnold, I agree. At least serviceable, uh, even if he's not the guy. I, I think there's potential there, but you know his development's been stunted. They hit the ball out of the park with Beckton, uh, so they have the tackle position solidified. I think you go out, get a couple either DBs, linebackers, get some playmakers on the edge. You can you can get a lot for that pick this year. 
Honestly, um, name name a position on the Jets. It's their weakness. Um, they have no strengths. They everything but quarterback and left tackle. Yep. They legitimately they have Frank Gore. You watch your mouth. You absolutely <laughs> watch your goddamn mouth. Uh, Frank Gore. I'm, I'm talking with some guys who, who actually appreciate Sam Darnold too. I just I think the Jets failed him miserably. One hundred percent. Taking away stuff from him and 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 he gets a lot of flack. I mean, I live in like I said, I live in the Buffalo market. They hate Sam Darnold here, but I, I watch him play. He plays with a he plays his heart out of sleeve. He really does. He uh, despite not having it, he'll. He'll jet the you know jet downfield and take off he has to. I never thought about Sam Darnold as a scrambling quarterback, but you know I, I'll watch him run to make a first down or, or beyond that because it's just he, what else is he gonna do? Just stay there and get you know get popped, see some more ghosts. Yeah, poor fella. <laughs> well, so <laughs> which I, New York I, quarterback would you guys rather have, uh, Daniel Jones or Sam Darnold? Darnold. Easy, yeah, Darnold. Darnold, but it's not. Uh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I, I, I just like the athletic. I, I get, I get sucked in by Daniel Jones every year because he, he has the makeup. He has everything you want, and it just continues to, to disappoint. Can I get quarters one through three of Josh Allen, and then <laughs> the fourth quarter of one of the other two guys? <laughs> so honestly, uh, with Daniel Jones, uh, if they could get an offensive coordinator like Greg Roman. Uh, who who has had guys like Kaepernick, you know. Um, if you can play Daniel Jones out of the pistol, I mean, that's that's the problem with Daniel Jones, right? They're tr- they've treated him his entire career as if he's this pocket passer. He's never going to be that guy. Honestly, he, he will never no. be that guy. And I think it's, I don't want to call it, I'm not going to call it racist, but I do think, I think it's a little bit of like, like uh, he's a white guy. So they're kind of like assigning him this role. He Run this guy out of the pistol. Run him as the athlete that he is. He has one of the top five fastest top speeds this entire year. We're not talking about just the quarterback position. We're talking about just straight players. That, he, that run he fell down on, he reached a top speed faster than anything Lamar's done in the NFL. Exactly. And the yeah. only the only guy that's beat him, there's only two guys that have beat him this year, uh, Mostert and Hill. So that's, that's yeah. elite company to be in. Run this guy to the pistol and run him a lot. He's this big kind of awkward dude. Run him as a running quarterback. Don't he's not a pocket passer. That's that's how they're misusing him. No, I think he's I think he's Alex Smith with a plus arm. Yeah. Oh man, that's a good. I like that comparison. I like that comparison. Yeah, I mean he's really he's starting to clean up though. I know the Giants are are a bit of a mess. They've been in like a, a weird transition stage for the last. I don't know five years, but he's cleaned up his interceptions, and you can tell like they look like a they look like a better team. Like like you know the Giants, Giants in Washington right now, as far as the NFC East goes, they're they're the two front runners, in my opinion. Philadelphia slipping, Dallas is what it is, but uh, Giants have actually been playing really good football. And you got to keep in mind too, they don't even have their all star running back in. Yeah. Uh, you know, Daniel Jones is, is is playing you know good safe football. This has been his biggest problem. He's been on the cusp of winning a lot of games, and he throws a turnover. But the I think since the Tampa Bay game, maybe a game after that, he has not thrown. Uh, well, after the Tampa Bay game, he has not thrown a, a, an interception. He hasn't turned the ball over, uh, to my understanding, which is which is good. And, and the Giants are obviously thriving for that in the NFC East. They're 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 right at the top there. So right, yeah, I can't argue with that. Uh, I think the Giants and Washington are clearly the front runners. I think Washington's going to definitely win that division though, which is so bizarre, by the way. Alex Smith. All right, so you know. Uh, it, it, it's overplayed, but uh, let me know if you had Alex Smith 
starting a playoff game on your 2020 bingo card. <laughs> well, I, I, actually, I'm sorry. That'll that'll actually be in 2021, technically. But, wow, what a fucking wild year. Alex Smith might actually be starting a home, a home playoff game. What a bizarre year. Yeah. And and if you're in that division, I mean, depend, I don't. no one in that division is going to make a run. None of right. those teams are, are good. Even the, the Oh, team- shit. Washington's winning a game. <laughs> 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 but uh, look at the difference in that, like in, specifically in that division, winning the division makes from your draft order. Yeah. Because as a division winner making the playoffs to what the record, those guys' records are, it's like a 10 pick difference. Well, you know, it, it, I mean, yeah. they're going to play Tampa Bay in the first round. And can you imagine what that front seven of Washington's going to do to Tom Brady? Um, I love if Washington. Tom's going to be laying Tampa. down. Um. Yeah, I I think that is serious, serious juice right there in that four or five matchup. I I love it. Does Washington stand any chance against Pittsburgh this week? Any chance at all? Oh, absolutely not. Well, if the last Pittsburgh team showed up, which I'm they gonna won't. say and the one the one that played Dallas and struggled, maybe. I mean, uh, this offense is starting to heat up a little bit. Like I I re- I've been really enjoying watching Alex Smith play football this year not just because he's you know his 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 miraculous comeback but he's given this team a a bit of an offensive identity he's he's he's, you know everything's changed for that team I think they're a lot more competitive with Alex Smith under center uh you know the the jury may still be out with Dwayne Haskins but I mean Alex moving on to Alex Smith was you know despite benching Dwayne Haskins despite Kyle Allen getting his head head mushed uh I think it all lined up like perfectly for for Alex Smith and, and to lead this team you think a couple of years ago, before his leg injury, he had they were Washington was one of the NFCs that year too. Twenty eighteen, they were uh, they were the third seed in the NFC conference, and uh, and then he got his leg blown up, and uh, everything went downhill from there. So, yeah, uh, it's a, it's a big testament to Alex Smith, who I think gets uh, underappreciated sometimes. Honestly, we we talked about it in the overreaction pod, and and I really believe this. Um, uh, if if it is true that uh, Riverboat Ron is done for next year. Um, the Washington is the best head coaching job I think you can possibly have, right? You got a dude, Antonio Gibson is a top like seven fantasy running back right now. He's been phenomenal. Um, you have a top 10 undisputed, possibly even top five wide receiver talent in McLaurin. Um, and by the way, am I pronouncing that right? Is it McLaurin or McLaren? I, I, I think it's McLaren. It's McLaren. Is it McLaren? Okay. Yeah. So he's he's an absolute stud. He's the most underrated wide receiver in the NFL. I, I don't really think there's any argument about that. Um, you have a really great front seven. You really just have to build their secondary. Their defense is lit. I mean, is there any more desirable coaching job right now than than Washington? I can't think of any. I think the Jets are attractive. Just can they have a quarterback? They have a left tackle. They have draft capital. No. No, the, the, the um, team is the Chargers. The team's the Chargers is the most desirable <laughs> coaching position. Yeah, but they're, they're going to stick with Lynn for way too long. We've all and we've then all talked about the it. other the other team that I think is in the conversation, but I'd probably still give an edge to Washington would be the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, they have a strong secondary. They have talent linebacker. They have wide receiver talent. They have a running back randomly uh, who kind of exceeded his expectations. Not right. Ra- no, it is randomly, they, but he that guy is fucking for real. James and they have a, and they have a backup quarterback. Yeah. Uh, so you know you got Gardner Minshew to back up whoever else you bring in with your <laughs> with your picks. They have I think they ha- they're up uh, two seconds and a third in, in additional capital. So it's a decent job. But no, I, th- I think Washington is probably the best pick. The only issue is 
you have a, a hole at quarterback. I, I mean, I swear I'm not being a contrarian here, Derek. How do you not bring up Atlanta? I mean, I I think I think Atlanta and I would Houston, not I would not want to inherit that match. I think situation. Atlanta and Houston have higher upside than Jacksonville and New York. Are you kidding me? Like Houston has I, no draft capital. Well, we they gave up. They gave they up the farm. To, they, they gave up the farm Watson. to bring in Laramie Tunzel, and they have a lot of holes. I, I wouldn't want that 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 Texans job. We actually talked about this on uh, Matt's podcast just uh, a couple days ago. Matt, what do you think? Yeah, vacancies. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a, there's a difference between head coach, like the head coach, and like as a general manager, Jacksonville all day, Jacksonville all day with the draft capital, and and you made a good point with Houston, of course, with Deshaun Watson, but. As a head coach, I mean, right now, Washington is particularly interesting. Um, you know, they, they do have a, a, like that defense. I think it's a top 10 defense right now. It is really significant. It's young and it's talented. So like, I, I can sense a bit of a culture change in Washington. And you're at a time right now where there's a, you know, there's a big hole. We don't in Philadelphia. Maybe, I, I don't know, Doug Peterson could be a surprise hot seat candidate. Uh, honestly, so. they don't know what to do with Carson Wentz. It, I, I don't know. I, I, I like him as a head coach, but I, I you know, he is getting a lot, of, a lot of flack this year. Uh, Carson Wentz is the jury's kind of out. People are he's taking a lot of criticism this year for some of his decision making. Uh, Dallas is a hot mess. You know, uh, Dak Prescott definitely has a big bargaining ship to go back there, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Somebody else can pay me. I might not. Uh, you know, I might avoid that. And then the Giants are. The Giants. So I think from a, you know, potential of, of building something, maybe I think Washington could be it. The quarterback is obviously a hole. They might write out Alex Smith another year or so, or give Haskins a, uh, a true preseason, you know, with it with a new coach. But uh, I mean, I don't think he's the answer. But uh, in, in, in my mind, overall, Houston is closer to Seattle to competing. I, I think Houston is a few pieces away from competing. But the problem as is you don't, you don't to, have the capital to go get those pieces. They gave away the farm to get to get Tunzel. You, you can. Uh, I'm not talking about drafting guys. I'm not talking about drafting guys. I'm I'm talking about going and and finding players, either from the scrap heap or or, or from or making a splash or two. You know, I I see Houston as someone. I think they're going to finish this year six and ten, seven and nine. I mean, if you look at their schedule, it's pretty favorable. I think they're a couple wins away from being in a playoff, playing a playoff team in the next year or two. <laughs> Um, the same thing cannot be said about the Jets or Jacksonville or or you know some of those other teams, the Giants, Philly. Uh, I, I think I think Houston is the closest to being a competitor. And as a coach, that's where I want to go. Find me the best player with Deshaun Watson, and I'll go find the rest of the pieces to make it work. Honestly, I wasn't laughing at your uh, your Houston Play take. Off. Yes, yes, exactly. (laughs) You you kept hitting that note. Oh, dude, I'm so glad you picked up on it before I even did. Yeah, dude. (laughs) Your Houston take is, is spot on, but yeah, you had like a playoff, playoff. <laughs> I think they're going to be in the playoffs next year. I just, I, I would be afraid. If you look at Houston, their best wide receiver has had chronic in- injury issues in his entire career. They're all world defensive end, same problem. Like, that's just, I don't know. I, I don't know that that's necessarily the job I'd want. And then from a Washington standpoint, Dan Snyder is still part of the equation. Yeah. I think he's a terrible owner. Yeah, yeah, see, I'm 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 all in on Washington just because, or I'm sorry, I'm all in on Houston just because you have Deshaun Watson. I talked about it in Matt's uh, podcast just a couple days ago. Deshaun Watson is the top five quarterback in this league. Uh, you're gonna roll the dice on everybody that you draft on any in any other team. 
Uh, the, you know, the Redskins are going to go out. They're going to try and find their quarterback. Jacksonville is going to go out. They're going to try and find their quarterback. They're going to fail, probably. Very likely. History gonna, would say they will. History yeah. would say they will. History will say they will. You go with the quarterback. You know Deshaun Watson is the guy. And, Derek, do you disagree? He's a top five quarterback? Who would you put I, ahead of him? I don't know if I'd put him in the top five. Who would you put uh, ahead he's of right, him? He's right there. He's six, seven, eight in that area. Oh, n- n- name name seven or eight guys ahead of ahead of Deshaun Watson. I'm very. I said curious. six, seven, eight. I put so five ahead of him. Uh, I would take Russell Wilson. I would still take Aaron Rodgers. I would take. Uh, I, I would take Herbert. I'm a Herbert. No, guy. the, the Mah- you, Mahomes and there's your three. You you got I, Russ. Ro- you got Russ Rodgers and Mahomes. Endless. Sean Watson's the fourth best quarterback. <laughs> I, I I I agree. I, I happen to agree. I, I love Herbert. Everyone knows how much I love Herbert. I went out and got him in our fantasy league for a pretty ridiculous price. Um, but, yeah, I, I you can't put Herbert ahead of him at this point. I mean, we have one season. We have multiple seasons of Deshaun Watson's greatness. Deshaun, the things that Deshaun Watson, as bad as as bad as the as Houston is, you can't disagree that Houston is doing still decently good considering how yeah but i just the, the issues that they have I, I think that a lot of the talent and in, in people in their roster are on the wrong side of their careers yeah i mean but um, the thing, so thing i think they're the gonna have that. more holes they, they don't have a running back they, david johnson's fucking awful yeah, duke johnson's true. worse like so they don't have a running back easily is a question mark easily Braden draftable cooks, though that's the thing. cooks is like an invisible number two that is con- super consistent but is never going to lead a receiving core they have I got yelled at last year because I didn't put him as a wide receiver one. I'm like, dude, he's bounced around on so many teams over the last four years. He's not a wide receiver one. Anymore. You know you're going to get out of him. You're going to get a thousand yards and six to eight touchdowns, but that's only if you have the other guy because he's not right, beating right. your best corner. Okay. Right. All right. Well, that's a good conversation. Yeah. Um, I do want to move on. Uh, Matt uh, is not one of our regulars. Matt is actually a first time guest. Um, he hails to us. It, the funny thing about the internet is is who you meet along the way. And the way that we met Matt is that, uh, actually, of all people, uh, the Boof King shared his uh, his meme about um, the Buck. It was the Bucks, right? Signing Air Bud. It was the Bucks. Yep. Yes. So the Bucks signed Air Bud. So uh, Boof posted, posted his post. And I know you don't know Boof. It's all very confusing to everybody that's listening. But... Uh, uh, shared his post, and that's how you kind of came upon us. Um, but uh, you, you got a page. Uh, tell us a little bit about your page. Uh, what's your name, and what are you guys about? Sure thing. Uh, the the podcast, the Facebook page is called uh, the Two Point Conversation. Uh, it literally started off with me and, and guests every single week, and now we have a uh, now we got a team of of nine or ten hosts. We do shows podcasts every day, Monday through Friday. Something a little bit for everybody. Uh, we like to keep it casual. We know who we are. All right. We're not the Stephen A. Well, definitely not Stephen A. Smith. We're not the experts, you know, these alumni, uh, you know, that, that, that played in the NFL. We like to keep things fun. We like to keep it like, you know, just a group of friends who are chatting about football. And, uh, you know, we got a goofy cast. They're a lot of fun. And it, people are starting to catch on. But it's 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 for the casual fan. We're, we're trying to smarten up ourselves a little bit. We're always learning as we go. But, uh but yeah, it's a good time. It's uh, you listen to it on our our network's website. We're a part of a network called uh, uh, the network, but it's at bicbp-radio.com. Say that five times fast. 
uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and uh, it's a good time. I, I like to think so. Uh, if you don't like one one episode, one theme of the of an episode, you're probably you might like the the theme of another one. So we try to mix it up in that way. So there is something for everyone. So let me ask you a question. Uh, so so you're based in Buffalo. Um, yes. So what 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 made you? Because yeah, this was a wild hair up our ass that made us start this website about a year ago. Uh, we all have you know full time jobs as I'm sure you do yeah. too. Uh, but what, what, what made you want to just start this? Uh, I try to talk football with people just on social media and like social media is the absolute, like it's a, uh, it's, it, it can't live with it. Can't live without it. Right. So uh, I try to have conversations with, with people just back and forth, like we're doing today. And uh, I wasn't getting that from social media. Like people would be like, Oh, your opinion shit. And not <laughs> give like a, defensible, like, like a counterpoint. So we can kind of go back and forth and it really aggravated me. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to, sh- I'm going to create a show. People want to listen. That's fine. And I'm bringing guests and just talk to multiple people with different levels of fandom and different favorite teams and, uh, and just have good conversations. And, and you know, you, you, I, and uh, our guest, Tim and, and Vince had a pretty good one the other night. Uh, we picked it apart. I thought it went very well. And, and we get to do that, you know, every week and, uh, I've met a lot of cool people from it, you know, much like yourself, people I've never met in person, but people, you know, via the internet, people I never thought I'd talk to again in my life, they come back and, and they hop on the podcast and it's a really good time. So, um, but yeah, I love it, man. I, I love it. It's almost therapeutic for me. I love being able to kind of just, just, uh, you know, just come in and just, just chat and, uh, you know, let, let everything out, whether people agree with it or not. So it's a good time. So when did you guys get started, and like, what 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 ultimately were, would you like to take this thing? Uh, I my first episode was June of 2018. I I assembled a team uh, exactly a year ago today. Um, I brought in, I started bringing in, we uh, brought in four or five other co-hosts, and everybody got a day with 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 me. We picked the theme and uh, and whatnot. I I want to see how big it can go. Like I. I I know the, the likelihood of, of being able to uh, pay the bills of the podcast is, is possibly unlikely. If I could somehow figure out how to go about it, I, I'd absolutely love to. But, um, but I, don't, I mean, I really enjoy it. We just had a, like a really, really good month last month, our best month by a, by a mile as far as listenership goes. And uh, like very, very proud of it because, I mean, doing episodes five days a week is exhausting. And sometimes it doesn't feel as rewarding. And then you get those, you get those numbers back and it's uh, – it's pretty rewarding, so I'm just kind of just going with the flow, letting uh, whatever happens happens. But I'm always pushing. I'm always working hard. Uh, you know, whether it's doing daily stuff for the Facebook page, which I've taken a lot of inspiration for you guys, as far as how frequently you guys post. And um, I did want to thank you all for allowing me to share my stuff into your group. You know, the, the memes group every now and then. Uh, you know, just just I like having fun. I like getting people to kind of open up and and maybe maybe even meet somebody else that has a similar, you know, favorite team or similar belief or thought, whether they're from the same area and just having them kind of connect. It's really, uh, it's really cool. Sure, man. Dude, we, we respect the hustle. Uh, obviously we're, we're trying to accomplish the same thing and, uh, yeah, man, dude, anytime, like, you don't, you don't have to thank us for, for allowing you to share a shit. Like that's, uh, Oh, I do. I'm humble. Like, well, that doesn't sound very humble, but I, I, you're, I seriously too nice. <laughs> you're, you're way too nice. Like, yeah, you, you, you got to get me way too nice, way too nice. So, uh, Matt, Matt is actually a, Matt is actually a Colts fan. 
Uh, I am. Yeah, yeah. So Brandon. Oh, wow. Brandon actually lives in Indy. Uh, Me and Derek both live in Tampa, but uh, uh, Brandon at the bottom left there, he lives in Indy. So, um, yeah. I'm so jealous. But he's a Steelers fan. He's a Steelers fan. So uh, don't have much. I respect that. I mean, how could you not like the Steelers? Right. My cousin's a Steelers fan. He lives in Rochester. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I. I got to it just like a lot of other people did. Yeah, you know, the Peyton Manning got drafted. I was like, oh, I'm gonna bandwagon right on this 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 mother this motherfucker, and uh, <laughs> and I did, and, and we gravitated towards it. And like last two, 2018, 2019, I finally got to go to Indy and see Lucas Oil Stadium. It is so much better, so much more like my favorite football viewing experience. I hate watching games in Buffalo. It is a rough group. It is a very rough group of people with beer flying everywhere. That's right. Uh, lots of Lots of lots of violence and stuff. Indy's just so it's like it, it's listen, so peaceful. Guys, I feel listen, like an old man saying Matt, it, but Matt, listen to Matt. It's like having a character from Fargo on. <laughs> <laughs> if you uh, I mean, if you value your worldview that Steelers fans like what can you not like about them just just don't join any of their fan groups please oh my god Steelers fans <laughs> uh, or, the, or, or be mean, in a group message with me either I'm in, one yeah, I'm in the fan groups for probably 20 25 teams in the league I, I can I'm not exaggerating they're the worst like even when they're winning having a great season they are the whiniest bunch of bitches yeah in the entire world. I, I was in one for a week and I was like I can't do this anymore yeah. like I even unfollowed them and I'm like I can't. I don't even want to share anything with this place because y'all are awful. Yep. Sometimes, sometimes, some of you are, are. You know, I get that a lot in Buffalo though. Buffalo fan, like I'm not the biggest fan of Buffalo fans. If that makes if that makes any sense, they're a little rough and and picky. Yeah, I, I hate and, Tampa uh, fans. It's hard to please. <laughs> I heard Drew's not. That, <laughs> I heard Drew's uh, very critical of. Oh, we, we did. We did talk oh, about we, this the other day. We, he was very critical of Tampa. We fans. all are. We all are. But Mr. Matt Johnson. <laughs> uh, so he, his podcast is called uh, the Two Point Conversation. Definitely check them out. Um, I was on them just, or I was on their podcast just a few days ago. Uh, great guys. Great podcast. Great setup. Thank uh, so thank you. Matt, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, but let's. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. Let's move on. So uh, we. You know, it's been an interesting year. Uh, at, at first, I think it was kind of obvious who the MVP race was going to be around. I think, you know, Russell Wilson kind of jumped out there, and everyone thought it was just Russell's to take. But at this point, things are kind of leveling off. Um, we are seeing running back production like I have really have not seen in quite some time. Uh, two guys, specifically Derrick Henry and uh, uh, Dalvin Cook, were just kind of running away and are, are putting up numbers like we haven't seen in a little bit. Uh, but at this point, can we see a running back MVP? We have not seen it since Adrian Peterson, uh, all the way back in I believe it was 2012. Um, what? Who? Let's just go around the room. Who's who's the MVP in your eyes, and can we see a running back MVP this year for the first time in a long time? So I think that if we're going to see it, this is this is like the ultimate litmus test if that door is closed forever or not. Because I think there's a strong case this year as, as there has been since Adrian Peterson. Um, the quarterback field, I mean, Mahomes has been great, but he's had some bad games. He hasn't been really hit the, the level that he's established for himself, which is crazy because that kind of hurts you. It's the same thing with Bill Belichick not winning coach of the year every year during his prime because you almost have to exceed his previous years. Uh, I think Mahomes right. is kind of falling victim to that. Uh, like you said, uh, Wilson slid back to the pack. Um, Kyler Murray looked like he might be a dark horse for a little while. That's completely out the window. Fuck that shit. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as an angry Hopkins owner, you Kyler can Murray say the same thing about Josh Allen. His his, his same thing, same thing. And, and I think everything that the Tennessee Titans do starts and ends with 
with Henry. Um, I think he'd be my candidate and, and the slight edge over Dalvin. I think Dalvin, if, if Henry didn't exist, I think Dalvin has a strong enough resume to win it. Um, but I think Henry playing every game and everything they do, the success that Tannehill has had, kind of this resurgence in his career, is completely predicated off play action passing. Uh, if if Derrick Henry doesn't exist, that that whole offense doesn't run. That's 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 true. As a Colts fan who just watched Derrick Henry just clap clap our defensive lines, our entire defense's cheeks last week, and I, I can definitely attest to that. And this is around like the same time of year too that like Derrick Henry starts to get hot, but he's been hot all year. Like he. He's maybe had like one down game. Uh, if if there is any year that it's going to happen, you know, it, it would be this one. Unfortunately, I think everybody, you know, the quarterback is that big, sexy position. And everybody loves it and always seems to kind of go. But but there is a strange, there is a, an odd mix uh, of people. I'm looking at the betting odds right now. And like Derrick Henry is like plus 3,300 odds. Patrick Mahomes is the odds on favorite. But, you know, he's, he's had as many slip ups as an Aaron Rodgers maybe not as much as Russell Wilson. You know, Josh Allen's been inconsistent. He was a front runner at, at, through the first four weeks of the season. Um, I, I would love to see a running back get, get thrown in the mix, you know, and, and, and Henry's probably been the most consistent one. We don't, you know, Delvin Cook will have like a 200-yard game and then uh, slow it down a little bit the following one. But Derrick Henry's been, been, I think, consistent across this year, which is, you know, which is really good for him. Uh, he's usually not a first-half, you know, superstar, but he's been, he's been good and, he gets really good towards the back half of the season. Yeah, my answer is the same. It's been over the over the past month. Wh- whoever's team ends up having the best record is going to win it. Um, you know, if if Ben goes sixteen and zero, Ben's going to win the MVP. If if Aaron Rodgers <laughs> are, is has a better record than Patrick Mahomes, it's going to go to Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, it, Vegas believes this is this race is over. Uh, Mahomes is negative four hundred. For those that don't know that, that mean if you bet a dollar, you win a quarter. Like that, that's, that's how much of a landslide they think this is already. Um, so, uh, Dalvin, like we, like we said over the past couple of weeks, the MVP truly is a team success. Um, offensive rookie isn't defensive rookie isn't, but MVP is tied to, um, team success. That's why Dalvin's plus 8,000 and he's ninth on the list. Dalvin's not in this, but as, as I think Derek and Matt both mentioned, Derek Henry's number five. Um, you know, he, he's at plus 3,300, which is pretty unlikely, but, but say Ben and the Steelers slip and lose three of the next four Ben's out. Um, say Russell keeps playing how he's playing. He's out. Um, you know, uh, so really, I, you know, I think, I think if, if, I think Derek is, is, has a great argument if he can keep it up and, you know, I, I like him kind of just as much as I like anyone not named Patrick Mahomes for being perfectly honest. Unfortunately, I think this thing's already done, and Patrick Mahomes is winning another MVP. Yeah, um, I, I, I think I would lean towards Patrick Mahomes. I don't think a running back wins it. I, I agree with that one hundred percent. Unless if Derrick Henry just Derrick Henry already has as many two hundred yard games as Barry Sanders. Derrick Derrick Henry, I, I gotta admit, I kind of bet against the guy. He is exceptional. Um, he he really has been unbelievable to this point in his career. Uh, he has put up numbers. He's very boomer bust from a fantasy perspective, but he just keeps rolling. And if he can continue to do what he's done all year going forward and the Titans make the playoffs, winning the division, uh, Matt, you're a Colts fan. I mean, he dominated you guys last week. You guys have a great defense. Uh, what he is doing, yeah. it deserves mention. Um, and so I, I, I think if the Titans can win, 
you know, and, and they can, let's say they win 12 games. I think Derrick Henry has to be in consideration. Um, I, I don't think we can take Russell Wilson out of it. Um, if, if, if the Seahawks run the table and Russell Wilson is exceptional, yeah, I think you got to give it to him because uh, the Chiefs have a great overall roster, whereas Russell Wilson, I think, is doing more with less. So um, yes. I, I, I'm yes. personally rooting for Russell Wilson. I I, th- I I would love to think that he is gonna win it, but yeah, I, I have to agree. I think I think it's Patrick Mahomes to lose at this point. See, I, I think it's just funny that it's most valuable player because it's almost never the most valuable player. I mean, if we're talking about value, then it's Russell Wilson, and it's not close. Uh, but but this is always who's playing the best. I mean that's that's what this award is. It, it's it's so, never most yeah. valuable. So I, I actually have a proposition. What what hap- just take away quarterbacks from even being able to win MVP? So I, I know it's crazy, but establish a new award, kind of like the Cy Young, which is funny because pitchers can actually now. I mean, well they can all they've always have been able to win MVP, but they never do. I think take quarterback out of the running of MVP, make that a more interesting award and just have like a Maxwell award, have a, a, the best quarterback award. Cause the quarterback wins it every year. A, a running back yeah. hasn't won it. A non quarterback has not won it since 2012. That's fucking ridiculous. Like it, it's already a quarterback award, create a new award. That's like the, the, the sub MVP, uh, just the best quarterback award. And then just take quarterbacks out of the running. So it's a more interesting race. What do you guys think about that? I, I like I that a lot. Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, there's a couple years ago where Aaron Donald was like putting up like MVP numbers exactly. or, as far as what he could do on the defensive side. But defensive players really don't get that kind of, you know, get that kind did. of look. And the Rams haven't been a, uh, you know, a really uh, they've been all right, but they haven't been a super consistent team. Uh, you know, they missed the postseason last year. So, you know, but I, I, I fully agree. I fully agree. Give it a quarterback award. Everybody loves the quarterback um, and keep that within its own. But I, I think that, I mean, quarterbacks don't succeed without good wide receivers, uh, you know, good tight ends, in some cases, good running, you know, really good running backs and, and stuff like that. It all opens things up for the quarterback, uh, you know, and you, know, you did make a good point too. Like Patrick Mahomes is spoiled, man. Can you come into the league with Tyree Kill? Travis Kelsey, you know, he had Kareem Hunt, and now he's got Clyde Edwards-Alaire. He's got it all. He's got it all in front of him, and it's it's just making his job even easier. It's it's uh, it's pretty insane. Can we jump over to the other side of the ball? Since uh, Matt did bring up uh, Aaron Donald, if we want to talk about yeah. an actual race, um, Vegas right now has for Defensive Player of the Year T.J. Watt plus two hundred, Aaron Donald plus two twenty-five. So uh, basically, same. Um, yeah. Right now. Man, I, I think that is really tough because while I'm biased and, and I'd go TJ Watt, they've both been absolute monsters. Who, who do you guys got right now? Um, if you guys had to choose Donald or Watt, see this is this is to me this is a situation where there isn't the the tag of value, so I don't need to, to rate the value or importance of a defensive tackle versus an outside rusher because there's more value in an outside rusher. To me, for this position is is what's the gap between number one and number two. Who's the second best defensive tackle? Nobody fucking knows. You don't even know who the second best defensive tackle is. You just know that Aaron Donald's the best. Yeah, by far. Yeah, it's not even close. Yeah, I mean, I want the first, was it the first week and they was shoving around Dallas. Dallas's offensive line. He he sent Ezekiel Elliott flying, and it's like it's just been nonstop dominance. Uh, it might have been week one, maybe a couple weeks after, but 
but but yeah, Donald's the de facto face of that defense. I know they got some good pieces there, but he's he's the face of it. He's the face of it. He's uh, and he's he's been playing really good at a high level for a long time, and he, he doesn't get enough. I know awards are are goofy sometimes, but he doesn't give get enough credit in that regard. I would say Aaron, Aaron Donald, one hundred percent. You know, on the defensive side, uh, Miles Garrett, though, I think is kind of a sleeper. Um, I think Miles Garrett could certainly put up a a case for defensive player of the year. Um, he's he, plus four hundred. Yeah. He's he's third. He's third uh, according to Vegas. He's been fantastic. I mean, I'm Miles- also curious to see what what TJ <clears throat> does without Dupree. Now that Dupree's out, um, yeah. You know, now that you can you can definitely you can't really roll double. Uh, you can't chip. You can't. It's hard to chip. Watt with Dupree on the other side. Um, How long is Dupree out? ACL gone. Oh, wow. That's brutal. Bush yeah. and Dupree. Yeah. 50% Bush. of their linebacking core. That's brutal, that's brutal. man. That, that's a yep. huge, that's a huge, okay. There's a little bit more credence to the possible Washington upset this week. It's not going to happen, but it could happen. That would be a bad one loss. Man, that would give so many of the quote unquote haters. Some ammunition. Ooh, I'm watching it. One of my my best friend in Indy is a uh, is a is a Washington football team fan. Sure so is. I, sure I fucking is. hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> How do you feel about the Steelers right now? Um. So yeah, as Matt pointed out, they looked really bad against Dallas. They 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 certainly didn't look good against the Ravens. But the question I keep coming back to is, how do you beat this team? Because they've scored forty and they've won, and they've scored nineteen. And they've won. Like we talked about, right. you know, how, how do you beat Seattle? Will you beat them like this? How do you beat Tom Brady? How, how do you? I, I think the Steelers can win in so many multitude of ways that I, I feel, I still feel pretty good despite the poor performances we've seen because you know I, there isn't a clear cut like this is how you beat the Steelers. That script hasn't been wrote yet. So yeah, I'm still feeling pretty good. Um, you know, at them eleven and zero. I, I really do. So as as a fan who went through this, I can tell you just from the outside, from a fan perspective, you can feel like the tension everywhere. When you get closer, people start talking about it more and more. The fucking Mercury Morris starts chiming in from obscurity. Like it, it's you get you it, that culmination builds around it. It becomes a lot of pressure. Um, and, and honestly, this is something that I, I just kind of thought of when you, when you talk about going into the, the playoffs. So we know where it's the Steelers' floor is right now. Hopefully that's their floor with the, the, against Baltimore. That floor is not good enough to be any team that's going to be in the playoffs on the AFC side of the house. They're going to get the bye week no matter what. They've pretty much already clinched that, or they will soon. Um, so they're going to have a week off. In today's climate, I don't think a week off is a good thing. I think letting guys get away from the facility, have an extra day or two off, they're gonna they, good chance they go out and catch something, uh, and now you're not available for a playoff game because they're not gonna be moving playoff games. You're gonna play with whoever is there. Um, right. I, I don't know that I want that bye week. I think from a, from just an objective standpoint, I would be the least comfortable of any undefeated eleven and zero team, probably in the history of the NFL, is, is if you're sitting as a Steelers fan right now. So who who are they going to lose? Do you guys think they go sixteen and zero? There's nobody really that convincing on their schedule left. It's, I think it's, there's it's, good Colter Bills. it's Colter Bills. That's it. I, don't I think they could. Yeah. I don't know if I think it, Derek's it, point is I don't know. If they, arrogant, yeah. There's a lot of arrogant Bills fans that, that think they're going to be the ones right now. I can tell you that much up here. They're, pro- they're probably the uh, most likely. I mean, it's Sunday I would, night. I would have to agree. Yeah. I would have to agree, but I, I don't know. I just. Uh, there's inconsistencies where where Pittsburgh has strength, so you know, or Pittsburgh has strength. 
the injury things that they could add up and they, they could hurt Pittsburgh in the long run. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, this team is way ahead of where I thought it would be this year. Like I got to, I got to give them a lot of credit. I did not think that they would be at this point um, this year, the only undefeated team in the NFL. Uh, everybody likes to knock, you know, some of their, some of their victories. And I, I think it's a bit of an unfair criticism, but I mean, look what big Ben is doing with it, with this, this, this receiving class, uh, receiving core. Who thought Chase Claypool would have been, you know, as great as he has been. Deontay Johnson stepped up big. This is a really good squad that I'd be afraid to bump into in the postseason. Like, I'm, I'm excited for a Pittsburgh-KC matchup. Uh, I know over the last, like, decade, I think Pittsburgh's had, uh, pre-Patrick Mahomes, but Pittsburgh's had KC's number uh, for the most part. But, uh, yeah, I'm, like, I'm, ex- I'm happy for Pittsburgh. Like, it's pre- it's – what's that? Yeah, where's their weakness? Uh, I mean, if anything, it's yeah. at the running back position. I mean, if any, if, if you want, yeah. if, if like it's not in their secondary, it's not in their front seven, it's not their offensive line. I mean, if, I think their front seven is like a significant hit, though. Yeah. I, I don't it, think we can just say it's it. not their front seven. Um, I, if I mean, if I'm the Tennessee Titans, I feel good. You just run the ball down their throats, keep the ball away, and hope that that, that Johnson has a couple key drops again. Um, Stephon to it, top ten in PFF. Cam Hayward, top five in PFF. Tyson Alu-Alu, top five in PFF. Um, That's their three defensive linemen. But PFF is an efficiency in this season against the schedule they've played, which is not good. Correct, but I'm saying that's three studs on the defensive line. Um, Sure, those are are numbers that are definitely definitely inflated due to the competition they've played. They lean hard on linebackers, and they just, they've just they lost two studs this year. Uh, yeah, I wonder when it does take effect. It certainly hasn't yet. I mean, RG3's numbers last week were fucking embarrassing. Threw for 38 yards. It's fucking <laughs> embarrassing. I mean, that's... that. It, listen, if you're a Lamar hater, okay. Um, Lamar Jackson, <laughs> it, it, he, he is what he is, but Jesus, take a look at what the backup quarterback just did for the Ravens. If you are a Lamar hater... You have got to respect him a little bit more after what we just saw. That was embarrassing. It was bad, really bad performance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if they if they get in a situation where they have to play in the playoffs, the Bills, Chiefs, Saints, I don't know that I, I like them to go three and zero in that situation. Right. Yep. Yep. Oh, I do. I I would love that draw. I I would kill for that draw. Um, you know, a, a team on the NFC side uh, that that again, I think. I think I think Green Bay and yeah, Green Bay is a team I'm most scared about in in the NFC and in the AFC. It's obviously Kansas City. So you know if if I'm going against Buffalo, if I'm going against Tennessee, and I'm going against the Saints, I think the Steelers are favored in all three of those games. Um, I'm I'm much much more concerned about the the teams that that can score because Pittsburgh is one dimensional on offense. Um, you guys didn't bring it up, but yeah, I mean, if you're looking for any any weakness. It is it is their one dimension offense, and you know Ben is prone to a few interceptions. So you know, if one bad game can Ben can bounce them, and if he if they can't score thirty five points with the with the Seattle's, the Green Bay's, and the Kansas Cities, then you're in trouble. All those other teams, they'll win a game in the twenties, twenty nine yeah, and, and under, they'll win that game. And, and when no you question. think when you think of the Steelers traditionally, you think of you know good defense and they run the ball, which favors them in in the playoffs in the winter months. I mean, they're, they're so predicated on how old's Ben? 37? On yeah. a 37-year-old quarterback who's coming off injuries, who's had issues, those old-ass joints in the cold, slinging the ball 40 times a game. Yep. I, I just don't I, – I don't know. I mean, if you feel comfortable, that's great. I, from my perspective, I, I mean, I wouldn't. And, again, I, I've been to 18-0. and zero. Um, 
Old Papa Derek you, giving you some juice. There's a, I'm just saying that you, know, you, can, you can go there and say, well, no one's beat him. How do you beat him? A team will find a way. Yep. Yep. One thing Life you cannot argue with. One thing you cannot argue with. The Steelers are the worst 11-0 team currently in the NFL. Um, okay. Uh, speaking, speaking of speaking of thirty, speaking of thirty-seven-year-old quarterbacks, what about the Falcons and Matt Ryan? Uh, is there anything to be? Is there anything to look into? That like, should we even care about this? Matt Ryan's th- what? He's thirty-seven, right? Thir- Thirty-six. He's somewhere in that range. He's fucking old. Is my point. Uh, but the Falcons are rolling, dude. Just destroyed the Raiders last week. Uh, beat the Vikings. They have some interesting wins on their record. Do we even need to care about this team? Not this year. Can they win it out? Not this year. No. Can they win it out? No. I still. I don't think nine and seven will be good enough to get in the postseason on the NFC side. Right. Is, I don't think so. Should I think they beat New Orleans. I think that's a. That's a thing. That's an. That's an upset this weekend. Um, I don't think they beat them the second time though. Um, is that and, is that predicated on Drew Brees not? You're saying without Drew Brees, they beat them? Because I mean, that's definitely definitely possible. Well, yeah, yeah. Drew Brees isn't going to play. But yeah, no, they're they're going to get their asses kicked by the Saints again this week. I was mostly just joking. I think I I don't I don't believe in Atlanta. I mean, this, they beat the Raiders. Who gives a shit? Like you know what I'm saying? It's one of these things. It's like ah, don't even worry about that loss. The Ra- the Raiders have had other bad losses this year. Uh, the Raiders, by the way, have beat the Saints this year, so that's kind of interesting. But uh, no. I think the Saints are going to dominate Atlanta just like they did a couple weeks ago. I, I would yeah. feel that way. I would feel that way if they had a had any sort of a non Navy football style offense. Um, you know, I, I I think Atlanta does what Atlanta does, uh, and I think they go up seventeen nothing, and Hayson Hill can't throw the ball. So I, no, I, I think- a, Jared Cook had one target last week. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, I, they're they're not going to be built to come back from. So, you know, the Saints aren't going to be able, or the Atlanta's not going to be able to blow the lead because Taysom Hill's at quarterback. That's that, that's where I'm getting at. Yeah. I don't. I so what I what, what I'd be worried about from an Atlanta fan standpoint is you don't marry the rebound. They're nice. gonna they're gonna offer a contract to Raheem Morris and it's gonna go fucking terribly. And I think honestly, I think that's the number two reason that. Gay still has a job is because they don't even want to get into a situation where they're tempted to hire an interim coach. They just want a clean house, start from scratch. Because the interim coach comes in, guys start playing hard because they start playing for jobs. They run off four out of six games, and then you get Shanghai and hiring them. Oh, I agree. I agree with that one hundred percent. Don't do it. Yeah, Raheem Morris already proved that he's a coordinator. He's yeah. a good. He's a good coordinator. Raheem Morris is a great coordinator. Yeah, he's not a head coach. Right. No, right, he, he was the head coach at Tampa Bay a couple of years was ago. Really right? he was. bad, man! What a bad experiment yeah. that was. Maybe he's learned a little bit. Sorry to bring up bad memories. No, I, oh we, no, you guys no, are Tampa fans. That's, right. all, that's right. All, <laughs> that's all right. Live in Tampa, Tampa, not Tampa fans. Yeah. That's right. We all hate Tampa. But. And then he went back to being a coordinator <laughs> and was and was a good coordinator immediately. Right. I don't know, Drew. I mean, I'm I'm looking up the I'm looking up the the odds right now. They have they have Atlanta as the same odds to beat. New Orleans as Arizona to beat the uh, the Rams, so they they think both games um, are almost close to pickems there. So uh, I I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's going to be a blowout. I I do think I think it's going to be I think again it's it's for for those that are going to listen on Sunday morning. Um, you're getting my upset special of the week. 
Um, and I, I've been money on those the past couple. With, uh, with unfortunately, Matt, I picked Tennessee as my upset special last Sunday. That's fair. I have this thing where if I treat the Colts like shit on, on air that they usually play, you know, they usually play good. It didn't work out last week, but they did beat Green Bay when I did that. So so it's OK. And I've been I've been picking against the Colts the whole way. Whole the, way. Old, the old reverse psychology. I love it, man. Yeah, it almost worked. It almost. Yeah. Worked. Ma- imagine if you're the Giants. <laughs> and so the Giants get rid of Gase. You know, they're going to move Greg Williams to the interim coach. Yeah. You don't want Greg Williams running your your franchise. No, no you <laughs> I, don't. I like that. No. I love the Gase uh, theory, and I do agree with it. Uh, I think they're worried about firing Gase because they think they might win a few games if they do. <laughs> I truly believe that. I think I think Gase is such a train wreck. They're like, dude, let's hold on to this train wreck. And the Jets. Uh, so I'm actually in the Jets subreddit, and they are totally clinging on to this theory. They love it. I would love it too. Keep Gase. Fuck it. Dude, ride him into the ground. Adam Gase, I truly believe he will never be a head coach in the NFL ever again. Uh, no. It has been such an embarrassing roadshow for him. I mean, it's really, I, I haven't seen it. But, that. I mean, it's it's one of those things where, like, the 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 data, the 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 signs, what you're seeing, it, it fits together so well. Yeah. If you're the, the Jets, you guarantee you, you have the number one overall pick. You don't have an awkward situation where you might have to hire an interim. And now he's... You, he's now becoming the fall guy for why they're going to keep Sam, Dar- Sam Darnold. Right. It's great. It's beautiful. Yep. It's coming together masterfully. <laughs> All right, guys, should we, uh, should we wrap this thing up? You guys want to absolutely. I, I just, I just want to say I, as, as a fan of football, I can't take any more ACL injuries. We had Michael Penix go down with my Hoosiers yep. on Saturday. That's and brutal. then we have ACE. Then we have bud go down with an ACL. Um, I, I don't think it ruins either team's seasons, but both teams got just absolutely decimated by ACL injuries. So I, I need a little bit of good juju because uh, I'm feeling feeling some uh, some injury depression over here. You scored a touchdown. You got some good juju this week. Yep. Nah, <laughs> bum bum. <laughs> All right, guys. Flight to Tunisia means we're rolling down here. But uh, Matt, thank you so much for joining us, buddy. Um, you guys are been, awesome, man. Thank you so much. It's been you a pleasure. Awesome. We will definitely have you on again. Um, does anybody have any closing closing thoughts about this? Yo, week? Matt, when 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 COVID's over, uh, come to Indy, man. We'll have a great time. Yeah, I, I fucking love this I, time. I would love that. Yeah, I miss it so much. I miss it so much. Yeah, I yeah. Best Good food, place. best. Uh, I walk around there at night, man. It's, it's I love Indianapolis. So yes, we will definitely hook up. Um, For sure. You know when COVID's done, absolutely. Matt, any closing thoughts? Go Colts. Uh, go check out the two point conversation and. Keep supporting you guys. I mean, you guys are so good. I can't put it over enough. Uh, my niceness is, is, is too much, but you guys are awesome. <laughs> keep up the great work. Keep up the great work on the page, and uh, and and yeah, keep keep on keeping on. Oh yeah, Derek. Any uh, closing closing thoughts? I need the NHLPA and NHL owners to fucking figure it out. Yes, <laughs> it's very concerning. It's very very concerning. It was mostly football podcast this week. Uh, we're in the heat of the football season. We're not going to apologize for it. Uh, we will get back to other sports again, I think, probably after the Super Bowl. I think it's probably a, bit, a little bit over. We'll, we'll probably touch a little bit on our, our podcast. This was the 45th uh, Sports Memory Podcast. Uh, Matt, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, it, everybody from yep. the Sports thank Memory, uh, have a great night.